0: If we want to build the future, we're going to need some things. Like a high-speed internet connection that can turn my ideas into reality. (laughs) Like the skills to become
1: the world's most powerful coder. (laughs) The resources to make more films with people who look like me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Like Like me. me like the tools to start my sustainable shoe business. Way
0: more space to collaborate.
1: Yeah, that's better. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to open doors for the next generation so they can build a future of unlimited possibilities. Jaletta Brundage is known as the autism mom, not just because she's got three kids on the spectrum, but because she's an advocate who works to educate and inspire other moms of kids with special needs.
0: Now, y'all know, last Friday on February 3rd, I was at the legislature. Um, I was in the Capitol at the Rotunda with 250 African-American business owners for Black Entrepreneurs Day at the Capitol. And we had so many concerns about access, not just to uh, financial capital, but social capital and infrastructure. We talked to legislators, including Governor Tim Walz, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, former legislators like Carla Dietzik, um lobbyists and advocates like Brian McDaniel with Hilden Advocacy and Law. So many people were there. But our issue is not the only one. That concerns me. I've got um, three children with autism. And so um, I am always um, making sure that I am in the know and educated about policy and procedures um, about legislation that is impacting my children. You know, I, I just remember after Philando Castile died. My son Andrew said, Mom, what is going to happen if Brandon and Daniel never talk? If they never say a word, how will police officers know that they have autism and that they just can't talk? I don't want anybody to shoot my brothers because they can't say what their name is or where they live or identify themselves. And so he um, got a call from Kerry Dietzik. And she created the autism officer training bill that was funded and officers across the state are provided training so they can understand and know um, how to interact with people who have autism, who may be nonverbal. And, you know, I, I don't know, I guess that was my first time ever realizing that legislation could have an impact a direct impact on on our family and on my special needs children and you know that that doesn't happen with just one person that happened in partnership with groups of, of of different people and organizations and you know one of the first places that people told me about that i could trust to help me navigate things and get the resources and help and services for my kids who have autism, one of the first places that they told me to go was ACRA. Accra Home Care. They said, you got to get over to ACRA. Um, get over there. They'll, they'll help you. Um, make sure you got what you need for your kids. And people are wondering, wow, how, your kids are doing so great. They're doing so much better. You know, I see them talking now. And Cameron was in a play a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, Daniel's singing and talking and doing math. You know, I really have the folks um at Accra um to uh thank for their part and their role to play. And you know, when we start talking about that legislation and what is happening at the Capitol and funding, um, you know, they are on the front lines for families like mine. Listen, if you got three kids with special needs, you can't be going up to the Capitol to the hearings. You have to count on somebody. And the beautiful thing about the people at Accra is that um families like mine who have um, special needs children, we can count on them, and so I wanted to bring David Hancocks on the show. He is the chief administration officer. D- Dave, thank you so much for being here and for the work you do for families like mine. I don't know if anybody ever says thank you. I usually don't say thank you. I usually just say, hey, Dave, what you got for me? Hey, Dave, what's going on? <laughs> hey, Dave, give me the scoop. And so I never really take the time to say thank you for the work that you were doing for our families.
1: Well, Shaletta, thank you for having me on today to talk about this important work. And, and, and I'm so glad to know that the services that you've received from ACRA, had such an incredibly positive impact on you and your family and your sons and and the life that you strive to enjoy as a family um you know you mentioned a moment ago the the importance of the legislative work and the work that ACRA does to provide in-home care for individuals with disabilities and older adults is so incredibly critical because it allows the individuals with disabilities themselves the older adults their family members to lead very participatory lives in their communities. It allows them to be active participants in their communities, whether it be within the educational realm or whether it be employment or housing or just engaging in community activities. But the underlying point of that also, what allows us to bring those services to families like yours and to enable that kind of community participation is not just the delivery of the services that we provide, But it's the social justice fund foundation that underlines those services that we provide and other agencies provide. That social justice element is what is so very, very important to guarantee that those services continue to be available for families like yours. And that requires us to be actively engaged in that legislative process
0: and what does that look like because you know when people say well I don't want to get involved in politics it's you know and what I tell families is listen is doing this work um not because they are supporting one political party or another but they're trying to make sure our kids have a better quality of life how do i and and how do you as we go out in community and engage with our parents uh help them to understand um, the work that you are doing on behalf of families like mine?
1: Well, um, that's a fantastic question, and we actually do it in a couple of different ways. Number one, we certainly engage with other organizations like ours, other advocacy organizations, other trade associations that have similar interests to ours, like Arc Minnesota, like the Minnesota Coalition for Citizens with Disabilities, which is an the Minnesota Home Care Association, the Minnesota First Provider Alliance, and other organizations like that. Awesome. You mentioned the police training at the top of your your uh, comments here. And, you know, Awesome has been one of those organizations that has spearheaded that training with police officers. So mm-hmm. one of the ways that we do this is by partnering with those other community organizations that we consider to be strong partners. But we also engage individually with legislators. So we're up at the Capitol We're talking with individuals, uh, elected officials, and their staff to make sure that they really understand the complexities of home care, the value that home care brings to individuals like your sons and your family, and also what the alternatives would be if that home care didn't exist. You know, one of the fundamental underlying elements of this social justice approach to delivering home care is the prevention of -of out-of-home placements. Because, number one, Mm. we know that out-of-home placements for children like yours or other adults with disabilities, et cetera, that out-of-home placement is infinitely more expensive for the taxpayers. It is Mm -hmm. so much more expensive, and it's so much more limiting because it takes away that ability for your sons, for other individuals with disabilities, for your family to have choice to lead a self-directed life, to make those decisions about your life that you have every right to make. So we try to impress upon the legislators, the elected officials, their staff, the importance of home care in the, the holistic quality of somebody's life. So we pursue that by engaging in individual conversations, providing them with information, facts, statistical information, etc. We testify in those legislative hearings I spend a lot of time with families and Mm -hmm. particularly parents of kids with disabilities. And I always tell them two things. Number one, I'm arrogant enough that on the day after the election, if my preferred candidate doesn't matter what party it is, if my preferred candidate wins by one vote, that could be my vote. Mm. You know, So it's important to remember that. And I also tell people, I also tell parents and individuals with disabilities, remember, When you're in that legislative process and you're, you're facing your, that, those barriers and you're not getting the services that you need from your school district, your, your county social services program, et cetera, it's not because of the disability. It's about discrimination. Mm. That's the D. That's the D that is so important. Okay. And that's what we have to replace. We have to replace that, you know, that, uh, incorrect false information with factual information so that our lawmakers can make the responsible decisions.
0: Okay. See, you just said the D word. Now I was going to let you go. I was going to say, have a great day, but now we have to have a discussion about the D word and how, um, you know, people discriminate against our kids, our adults who have special needs like autism and what ACRA is doing to prevent that We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being. I'm telling you, as soon as this show is over, I'm going to 50th in France. I'm going to bring my purse so I can shop local because one of the winners of the High V Opportunity Summit, Sylvia Williams, is selling bags of soul grain. Uh, She won um, the Judge's Choice Award uh, earlier this week, and I tasted it while I was there just to get a sample, and I thought, oh, my God, I want to get more of this. Um, It's a whole grain. It's a great snack. Um, And they have some amazing flavors. The one I tried was sweet potato. And I was like, you know what? If this, she got some more of this, like in different flavors, I need to pick this up. Not just for me, but for my kids because we need to start eating more healthy. Plus, I love supporting small local businesses. They won't survive, let alone thrive, if we don't go out there. And support them and so you know i had her on the show earlier uh if you have the uh, odyssey app go check it out and didn't even know she was having a pop-up shop today i just wanted to put a spotlight on her business and so um when this show is over i'm gonna head over to 50th in france so that i can buy some of those bags support her shake her hand and meet her singing husband stokely williams formerly of mint condition he is out there with her today uh, selling those bags of soul grain, and, and so I'm so excited for them. Congratulations um, to Sylvia and all the winners of the hy V Opportunity Pitch Summit. And, you know, um, ACRA is trying to make sure that people in the small business, um, people who have special needs, um, are winners. You know, they provide um, services to families like mine who have kids and adults with special needs. And, um, you know, one of the things that they do that I I didn't even know about um, until I talked today was legislation, working with legislators, going up to the Capitol, making sure they understand that our adults, our children are being discriminated against. And he said the D word. So I had to invite David Hancock to stick around for one more segment. He is a chief administration officer at ACRA. They are celebrating 30 years in our community um, here in the Twin Cities uh, of special needs. Children and adults are so much better because you are in it. Thank you so much for the work. And, you know, Dave, nobody wants to talk about discrimination. They don't want to address it. And Accra is um, facing it head on and, and breaking down barriers and opening doors for our family. They have been closed to us for generations.
1: Hmm. Well, you know, and, and I think that I've been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've come to realize is that sometimes This discrimination occurs out of ignorance because people there's a there's a a lot of individuals out there that have not had the privilege that you and I have had Shaletta and that privilege is having a you know a significant relationship in our lives with a person with a disability in your case it's your children in my case I have a brother with disabilities I have two nieces with significant disabilities and it is a privilege I use that word purposefully It is a privilege because it gives us an insight into a quality of life that many other people just don't experience. And so part of it, when we work with legislators and and elected officials, we have to recognize the fact that many of them don't have the privilege that we've had, the exposure to that significant relationship with a person with a disability. So it becomes our job to educate them about Mm -hmm. the value of those relationships, about the value of individuals with disabilities and what they bring as a community to our larger community, the contributions they make, et cetera. So it becomes, you know, uh, the job of family members, of people like myself and and like yourself and other individuals to take the time to spend with with legislators, to educate them. I always tell parents this is an evolution, not a revolution. We have to take the time to educate them because they simply don't know. They haven't Mm -hmm. had the privilege. So by bringing that information to them, and, you know, the second part of it is I also genuinely believe that especially on disability-related issues, issues related to older adults, et cetera, I don't think legislators, no one wants to be on the wrong side of that. They want to do what's right. But, again, it becomes our job to educate to bring the stories to them, to, you know, folks like me who bring data and information and statistics, but folks like yourself and other family members who bring those personal stories, because that's what makes the impact. That's what drives decisions and creates relationships. We last summer hosted some in-home visits with legislators, with some of our customers, and I remember one one visit in particular with, unfortunately, the gentleman is now a former legislator, but he came to the home of one of our customers, and the, the client that we served there was a small child. He was four years old. Well, the legislator came with the intent of spending about a half an hour in the home, visiting with mm-hmm. the family and with this child. He stayed for over two hours because the wow. impact was that significant. Mm. So it's introducing legislators to not just testimony and storytelling in the Capitol, but it's bringing them into people's homes and letting them see how individuals live their lives and the value of services like personal care, attendant services, and other family supports, you know, like similar to what your family experienced. It's so important to let them see that firsthand and to experience that firsthand. Um, and several legislators have done that with us, and they walked away with a completely different perspective. Always fun and informative, Shillette is a big draw at autism conferences across the country. Find out how you can book her as a featured speaker for your next event at com.